Even if, even if the sun ceases to rise, even if the wind stops to blow, but the name of Sriga Rover will shine and shine forever. Here comes the new season for Sligo Rovers. The start of the 2023 SSC Airtricity League Premier Division is less than a fortnight away. Tickets for Sligo Rovers opening game against the champions Shamrock Rovers on Saturday week, the 18th of February at the showgrounds. They're still on sale from the showgrounds office all this week between 10am and 4pm until they're gone. And when they're gone, they're gone. It's a category one game uh, under the new uh, ticketing system for Sligo Rovers home matches this season and what that means is Category 1 home games for Sligo Rovers the admission price for adults is 20 quid for Category 2 games it's 15 quid so against the bigger teams the Shamrock Rovers the Derby Cities etc it's going to be 20 quid in for games against UCD uh, Drogheda et al it will be 15 euros in that's a, a quick snapshot of how the category system works for the showgrounds for the new campaign yesterday Rovers were beaten 2-0 in a friendly match by Inchi Core uh, by St Pat's at Inchi Core on Friday night they played out a 2-1 loss against First Division Wexford should we read too much into friendlies team and player still getting to know one another as they continue to gel the new look first team squad we're going to hear from one of the first team squad members right now who was with the first squad team squad last season but may have a slightly more central role this term even though he's just 18 years of age. He's one of the graduates of the Sligo Rovers Academy and last night in Carrick on Shannon he received a Leitrim Sports Star Young Achievement Award for his uh, performances at uh, representative and Sligo Rovers level last season. I'm speaking of course of Aina Clancy who is one of the central defensive options for manager John Russell for the new season ahead. He's been telling Ocean FM Sport this weekend about his own soccer story. Well since as long as I can remember really I was in the Bee Park every Saturday Sunday morning um, under 6s under 8s all the way up until under 15 really until I joined Sligo Rovers but yeah um, my arm with the Rangers definitely played a massive part in my journey so far and thankful for all the volunteers and all the good work they do in Manor Hamilton and was soccer always your game because I'm sure there were lots of other counter attractions sporting wise in your neck of the woods um, yeah I would have played Gaelic with Glenfarren and Manor Hamilton up until under 15 really and then once you join Sligo Rovers it's kind of you make the decision then it's Gaelic or soccer so at the time it was it was always really soccer for me and yeah I'm glad I made that decision now and you've been waiting for your chance with the first team squad and now you've got it. Yeah, um, straight after the leaving cert, I signed my first professional contract and it's just about being patient early then and whenever you do get the chance, you have to try and take it and uh, I played six games there at the end of the last season so hopefully this season there's more chances and to be fair to John Russell, the manager, he's really good with young players and he gives a lot of young players the chance so 
Yeah. I'm just thinking of last year. You were probably one of the very few Sligo Rovers people who was glad to see John Mahan leave the showgrounds. <laughs> no, no, I wanted that because he's back now and uh, he wouldn't have me say anything about him. So, uh, no, it's great to have John back this season and uh, hopefully yeah, we can push on and get back into European football. But do you like being part of it that you're now a live contender for a central defensive role? You know, there's Nando Pinacker, hopefully Gary Buckley will get back to full fitness again, but in a Clancy's name is seriously in the conversation now. Yeah, um, as I said there, John, Nando, Gary Buckley as well has suffered an ACL injury, but Gary's probably the best centre-half in the league for me, and Nando and John are brilliant players as well, so playing with, alongside those players and training every day only helps me as well, and... I'm probably pushing them and they're probably pushing me as well so it's it's healthy competition within the squad as well yeah it sounds like you enjoy learning from them yeah definitely like learning from Gary and even John and Nando they all kind of bring different sort of qualities and if you can pick bits off each of them as well as the coaching staff you'll go a long way so that's what I'm trying to do remind us what age you are again Aina 18 it sounds like I'm talking to a 25 or 26-year-old. I mean that as a backhanded compliment. I mean, you come from a well-known sporting clan in North Leitrim. You know, the clans are, are, are so well-known. There must be a lot of pride to see what you're doing with your football career. Yeah, um, I'm thankful for all my family, to be fair. It's, since I was young, sport was really the only, the only thing for me. Um, my sisters all played Gaelic football and dad would have played soccer. Mum would have done athletics and all that, so... Yeah, we're a big sporting family and yeah, really proud to be from Glenfern, County Leitrim. And as you get into the new League of Ireland season, how do you feel the Sligo Rover squad is shaping up, your new teammates that have come in? Yeah, it's looking positive so far. Obviously, it's probably the first few months where John Russell's really had the chance to stamp his authority really on the squad and how his style of play and how he wants to play. So, um, yeah, for the new season, the league's only getting tougher and tougher as it's it's growing, attendances are growing and all that. So, yeah, it's a big one. Shamrock Rovers' first game of the season, so everyone's really up for that and it'll be massive if we can get a result there. And now that Mr Mahan is back, he can work on trying to muscle him exactly. out of the starting 11. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the plan. Hopefully it's all healthy competition. So, yeah. Yeah. But competition is good because these guys want to have guys snapping at their heels. And, you know, I think everybody, by and large, likes to have that incentive. Yeah, definitely. Um, the squad we have this year, there's so much depth and which probably in recent years maybe we haven't had and this season now John's recruited really well and like nobody really knows who's going to play so it's it's really healthy yeah, definitely within the squad We wish you well with the season ahead Thank you Thank you very much A mature head on young shoulders that's 18 year old Aina Clancy from Glenfarn Sligo Rovers first team squad member speaking to Ocean FM Sport last night at the Leitrim Sports Star Awards in Carrick on Shannon and Aina will be part of the Rovers squad for next weekend's pre-season friendly it's a biggie if you can call it a friendly big against neighbours Finn Harps Dave Rogers Finn Harps come to the showgrounds next Saturday night at 7.45pm and the following Saturday night then it's the opening league game of the season Sligo Rovers against Shamrock Rovers and we'll have that game live for you on the opening weekend of the 2023 League of Ireland season tickets continue to be on sale for that game from 10am tomorrow morning at the showgrounds office
As for Sligo Rovers women, they were in action yesterday as they build up for the start of their season on the first weekend in March. They played out a two-all draw with Athlone Town yesterday and they continue to recruit Keela Scanlon signing a first-team contract for the new campaign and also Anis Coyne, uh, Northern Ireland International, has joined Sligo Rovers for the new campaign and also the Donegal duo, the Donegal sisters, Kerry and Jodie Lockery are on the Sligo Rovers books for the new campaign after they put pen to paper last week. And during the week they were in Sligo, not to play for Sligo Rovers, but to play for Skullwara Bunkrana, their school, their Leaving Cert students, and they beat... Ross Gray of Tipperary by one goal to nil to book a place in the All-Ireland FAI Senior A Schools Cup Final against Sligo School St. Attractors of Tobacco Curry later this month after a 1-0 win. The match winner was one of the new Sligo Rovers recruits, Jody Lockery, who scored a free kick in the opening half from the edge of the centre circle. Jody and her sister Kerry, who's a Skullwara team captain, spoke to Ocean of Hem Sport after the win on Thursday. I don't know how that went in, but <laughs> we'll take what we get. <laughs> it was on the edge of the centre circle, I think. Yeah, it was, I, but a goal's a goal. We'll take it. That was a tough encounter, Kerry. You had to battle right to the end there. Ross Gray threw everything at you. I know, we got lucky enough, so we did just, just about to skirt through, so happy days, though. What is it about this Skullwara team? You seem to have great heart and belief in yourselves. I I don't know. Everyone just loves it. Um, we have loads of support, like, all the time, and all managers and coaches and everything in the school like support us big time in it. And there was a collective gasp when you went down injured there near the end, but you're okay again. Aye, grand. Aye. <laughs> and, and now, girls, an All Ireland final against one of your rivals, Saint Attractors of Sligo. Yeah, aye, we played them in the semi final, and we just about oh, last year, but we just about scraped through that. But it's going to be a tight match again this year, so yeah. we'll just need everything. <laughs> you won the under 17 All Ireland last year. Is it nice to be back in another national decider? Ah, uh, you're right. One of the best feelings you ever have, like, is winning something with your school, like all your friends and all will be there. And this has been a very special week for the two of you because you're now Sligo Rovers players. You've had quite the seven days. I know, it's been good. It's exciting. Loads of new changes, but sure, it's good. Yeah. I. I'm sure Emma Doherty's given you a few tips about Sligo Rovers. Are you looking forward to the next step of your careers? I, you're right. I can't beat playing with Emma Doherty, so you can't. <laughs> Jodie Lockery and her sister Kerry speaking to us after Bunkrana's All-Ireland School semi-final win over Ross Gray during the week. And the reason they referenced Emma Doherty, Emma is from the same neck of the woods, Bunkrana, a past pupil of Skullwara Bunkrana. She scored for Sligo Rovers in that 2-2 draw with Athlone yesterday. And now she and the Lockery sisters are teammates at the showgrounds. Sligo Rovers women start also against Shamrock Rovers for the new women's SSE Eritricity Premier Division. That's how it's going to be called now, the Women's National League for the 2023 season and the opening game Saturday the 4th of March, 5pm kickoff for Sligo Rovers women's home games this season against Shamrock Rovers if you want to stick that date into your phone. Our final item this week on the Rovers Review is a remembrance of a passionate Sligo Rovers man who was laid to rest this week. Sean Dwyer passed away after a short illness, a lifelong Sligo Rovers supporter. He was a committee member in the 1980s, around the time Sligo Rovers lifted their first ever FAI Cup title. This week, his friend and confidant Jim Gray of 40 years paid this heartfelt tribute. One of the better known characters 
throughout Sligo and, and for very good reason. Uh, Sean had this, well, I won't say it was a unique capacity, but it was certainly a very endearing capacity to, to make friends very easily. He was a very open, kind, instantly likable personality. You know, and he had this gift uh, for friendship. And even people who were strangers, say, who encountered him, um, within minutes they'd be like as though they were long-lost friends and they never forgot him. Uh, people who you might not see for a number of years would meet him again maybe in, in, in the pub or through the music or through the football. And they'd instantly remember, oh, that's Sean. And, and they'd, they'd reconnect as if they'd never been apart. And, uh, you know, he had this huge impact on everybody he met. And we all felt so privileged to, to be part of that. Uh, terrific, terrific personality. You mentioned a couple of his passions there. Music was certainly one, but sport was certainly another. Sligo Rovers in particular, um, he, he, I'd say he had an almost evangelical uh, zeal for, for spreading the gospel of the Rovers, like wherever he went or whoever he met. I know, I know when he was working, say, in some of the pubs in, in, in Connolly's or the Harper that, and strangers would come in who'd maybe never been in Sligo before. And before they left the pub, they'd be committed Sligo Rovers fans. Uh, he'd have talked them into it, and he'd have told them all about the club and about his passion. And this was the thing, you know, his passion was so infectious that, you know, they'd often leave w- w- with a match program or a scarf or something belonging to Sligo Rovers. And I'd say they'd come back years later then and remember him and pick up, pick up on that. So he had, as I said, this need for spreading the gospel of the Rovers. But in a more practical sense, he served as a member of the, the committee uh, in the late 80s, mid to late 80s, I'd say. He was treasurer for a number of years. Um, he would have worked alongside people such as Tony McGee and Johnny Tata, Aidan Mannion, John Snee, uh, the McCullough brothers, uh, Eddie and Dermot. At a time when the club was literally surviving from week to week. Uh, and I know it's not easy now, but things are much more professional both on and off the pitch. In those days, and I remember them well from covering them in the Champions, like it literally was a week-to-week survival. And it's a measure of Sean and all the other people who work in those days that the club is in such a healthy position as it now is. So like his contribution to Rovers, both as a committee member, as a fan, uh, it, it, it could never be underestimated. Uh, and then as a fan, of course, he would have travelled. I'd say he was in every League of Ireland round in the country following Rovers. Um, he went all over Europe following Rovers. Uh, that was his big passion. Uh, but uh, as we said, you know, he was involved in so many other things. He was a great community man as well. But he, he And he had an encyclopedic knowledge of sport as well. Uh, like most of us who think we know something about football, we chat about the Premier League teams or the international teams. But Sean, it dazzled you with his knowledge about you, Newport County or Accrington Stanley, you know. But <laughs> he had that kind of in-depth passion. And the smaller stuff was the better stuff for him. You know, he, he, he had this local connection with Rovers and with Sligo. He loved everything to do with Sligo. Uh, and he kind of transferred that then into his knowledge and his love of smaller clubs throughout the world. He, he, he great, great guy to sit down and have a chat with. I'm just remembering as a young fella, Jim, when I was in Summerhill College in the days, I can remember Sligo Rovers being bottom of the first division, the old first division in the days of EMFA back in the day. And there might only be a yeah. few hundred people in the ground on a Sunday afternoon. But, but rain, hail or shine, however Rovers are doing, Sean Dwyer was likely to be one of the that few hundred who would That's be there. 
Exactly. That generation and, and indeed generations before them who kept the shoulders of the wheel, you know, who kept the club alive through, through really tough times. And they were tough times, as you so rightly say often. And it was people like Sean Dwyer and some of the other people I mentioned who, who kept the ship afloat. And in latter years, he may not have been involved in the engine room, let's say, but he was still certainly doing his bit. He, he'd be he'd be selling the, the, the lotto tickets on a weekly basis, the annual draw tickets. He, he'd be organising quizzes to raise money. He was always always rovers at heart. Um, so many other things in his life as well that it, it almost would be wrong to sort of categorise him just, or, or even to put him in the context of just a soccer fan. There's so much more to Sean. But a lot of people will certainly know him through his great work with Rovers and his love of Rovers. He was also, as far as I know, a, um, a founder member, or certainly a very early member of the Carton United Club, which is run so successfully now. But back in the very early days, Sean would have been an important man there. Uh, and even up until recently, you'd see him at junior soccer football matches. You know, it wasn't just the big days that brought him out. He, he as I said earlier, he had this great affinity with grassroots football. And, you know, just touching on his music for a moment, while he was a performer, Jim, you know, and he was a very capable and talented musician, it seems he was the sort of guy who was happier being behind the scenes and doing things to help out, whether it was community-based or sport-based or music-based, quietly yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah, he was a great community man. I'll talk to you about as, as much as I know about his music ability as well, but he was a great community man. He was very much an active member of the Residents Association in, in Cartran. Um, he was involved in the Tidy Towns, uh, Sligo Live, um, the Vintners Association. He worked as a volunteer in the hospice shop. And I know from my own experience that even little everyday things that he did very quietly, and nobody would know about them, only the people he helped. Uh, so, yeah, terrific. And his music, people remember that too. Yeah, the Key Street Band. People remember the Key Street Band. Um, and indeed, even before that, I remember him years ago, he brought out his own CD of folk music. And uh, it was a terrific, terrific piece of work. But in more recent years, yeah, he played with uh, Fluky, Fluky Gorman and Aidan and Martin in the Key Street Band. And uh, they would play in the harp or Kennedy's and weddings and functions. Indeed, a lot of my own uh, family landmarks, Sean would have been the the entertainer. Uh, so he had a great outgoing personality. As you say, he, he was quiet uh, in his own way, but he, he certainly got a lot of work done and he would always lend a helping hand whenever and wherever it was needed. And last but not least, people will remember him too for serving us a drink or a pint, whether it was the Village Inn, the Harp Tavern, or more re in more recent years, Conley's Bar. And he seemed to have an yeah. unfailing ability to be one of the most the most polite barmen around, you know, even in helter-skelter yeah. occasions. Yeah. yeah, he never lost the cool right enough. Uh, but that's it. but that, that was that was goes back Austin to what I was saying earlier about this capacity he had to, to to be friendly and open and kind. As I say, those of us who knew him were privileged to have known him. But even strangers or people who would meet him only now and again, they'd always remember him because he had this huge welcoming smile. He had the banter and the chat for everybody. He could chat about anything, you know, sport, music, politics, local, whatever was going on. And and people, he had this attraction. It's hard to pin it down what it was, but people were drawn to him. 
Uh, and that, of course, is why so many people are so so saddened by his sudden death. That you know, that's a mark of the man as well. Um, he 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 left an impact on everyone he met uh, often, and, and he'll be very sorely missed, but absolutely never forgotten. Jim Gray on the late Sean Dwyer, Sligo Rovers supporter who passed away this week. Even if, even if the sun ceases to rise, even if the wind stops to blow, but the name of Sligo Rover 